Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Crime Stoppers Victoria podcast. I'm your host, Saritha Visuasam. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to part two of our International Students Focus. In our previous episode, we spoke with City of Melbourne Councillor Philip Lilu, where we discussed a number of key topics regarding international students and their feelings towards studying, community safety, and settling into life in Melbourne. In this episode, we speak with five Melbourne international students and get their thoughts regarding these areas. Joining us in the discussion are Akshay from India, Rafa from Indonesia, Louisa from Colombia, Dang from Vietnam, and Wendy from China. Before we get started, to keep up to date with all future Crime Stoppers Victoria podcasts, please hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast player. To commence our discussion, Akshay, Rafa, Louisa, Dang and Wendy all provide their respective reasons for choosing Australia as their destination to study. Definitely, like, one of the factors was that um, I looked in, like, courses I can do in my home country to some extent. Uh, but then again, like, you know, I wanted a different experience than um, what colleges in India can offer. I guess, like, why Australian why the uni that I go to, that probably was because my options were either uh, Canada or Australia um, or like maybe like Western, like UK or something else like that. So I come from Indonesia, Jakarta, Indonesia, the ex-capital. And yeah, I guess I want to go to Australia because I really want to meet new people. I want to be exposed to different cultures. I love learning different cultures. I love learning about new experiences. I love diversity. And I think Melbourne is one of the melting pots of the world. I know that Melbourne is the second most livable city in the world. And there's a lot of people from different ethnicities and backgrounds um, that came to Melbourne. So I guess, yeah, uh, most new people. And the education here is more, um, I would say, more improved than in Jakarta, especially for my course. Um, mainly because I wanted to study um, fashion and when I was looking for a master's I found that RMIT uh, it's a university that offers a program that combines fashion with business and uh, well at the moment I saw the program I fell in love 
And yeah, that's what I decided that um, I needed to come here and I did everything in order to do so. And also because, uh, well, Australia is, um, I mean, it's really popular. Um, it's a really, you know, a famous country for education. So I have uh, people from Colombia that have already uh, studied here. And then they just, you know, recommended me this country. Well, there's uh, probably there's uh, two main reasons I would say. So one is Australia have a rather good reputation, at least within Vietnam, as one of the place for international students who want to to like study abroad uh, due to the quality education that they provide. And the other reason would probably be that as the other option that which is America, Australia happens to be much closer to Vietnam and also. Uh, perceived to be more safer than America? I chose Australia because I really love the natural sceneries here. I, I love living um, somewhere that's close to the beach and it has um, really um, nice weather. Um, my first option back then was actually the UK, um, but the weather over there was very different. And also Australia, especially Melbourne, is known to have a few really um, prestigious universities, which I think are good options for my future education. For international students, a day of moving around town here in Melbourne may seem a completely different world to their home country. New routines are set amidst a setting with its own unique characteristics. We ask Louisa and Wendy for their feelings on safety compared to their respective home countries. As far as living in Colombia, so when you travel around town, how would that compare with, with Australia? So when I was living in Colombia, there, there are a lot of thefts, um, you know, street street uh, crime, and mostly in big cities. And yeah, like even homeless are kind of aggressive, so you cannot get close to them. Uh, it's different. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel really um, secure when I go out, and then, and then I come back really late at night when I'm run when I'm uh, riding my bicycle, um, when I'm coming from work, um, when I'm coming from a bar. Yeah, like I I I can be sure that nobody's following me or chasing me, or there aren't like uh, you know, uh, or if something happens, there is always a policeman or there is always um, somebody that can help you out. How does uh, your your feelings here uh, compare with China and community safety there? Um, I definitely feel safer in China. I think just because I I know the country better and I know how to get around um, better and I have local resources over there such as families and friends uh, to whom I can reach out to um, when things happen either be it that I need medical support or that I need financial support or that I need information about things I find it's easier for me to find information and those supports back home and whereas in Australia, I, if I look at the situation, I'm a bit more vulnerable as knowing less about the country and knowing less about what a system works, like in what occasion can I call the police and what will police do about uh, certain things and um, 
as an international student, especially, I find it really, really difficult to navigate through the medical system here, as it's a really different, um, it's a really different system from that of my home country. And we are also under, uh, we're also not under the Medicare. Uh, our medical um, needs are uh, supported by the OSHC, uh, Overseas uh, International Student Health Cover. And um, myself included, I find many international students find it hard to get around with that system and to know how to get uh, sick medical help. And just using it as an example to illustrate that I feel more vulnerable in Australia for the lack of knowledge and the lack of um, resources and networks. The outbreak of COVID-19 has seen discontent illustrated to members of the Chinese community here in Melbourne, and this certainly includes international students. We take our discussion on community safety with Wendy to the outbreak, where we see how she feels in relation to being safe in Melbourne at this point in time. Do you feel that with Chinese students uh, or, or Chinese international students in particular, that there is a little bit of, of, of an issue at the moment with uh, getting around Melbourne and, and, and not having any uh, issues with, with the general public? I can't speak for my peers, but my I, I have this developing sense of fear about um, the racism that seems to be uh, emerging uh, in the Australian community. And I got that sense mainly through reading news and seeing all these cases that came up about uh, racial attack against um, Chinese and um, or people with Chinese features. Um, and also, I have heard stories from friends um, whom had been racially discriminated um, on the street for the fact of uh, for for wearing masks or just just because of their skin color, um, which were not severe, but incidents that were enough to make a person uncomfortable. Um, it might be, I mean, I'm aware that um, it might have been exaggerated through the media, but still hearing those incidents um, did not make me feel safe. Um, yeah, and I've reduced my, um, the frequency of going out um, because of this fear. And that's just how I feel personally in the current situation. We move our discussion now to the police, where Louisa and Dang provide their feelings towards the police here in comparison to their respective home countries. So in terms of the police, how can you compare, uh, how do you compare the police here, uh, your, your perception, compare that with uh, your perception on the police in Colombia? Um, the police, um, when I mean the, the times I've talked with them, are they look really friendly, which is like a plus because even in the states, because I live in the states, uh, police in the states are kind of rude, <laughs> um, and they don't even like just speak like to explain things. Here, okay, they can be strict, but at the same time they listen to you, and this is important because like I mean the the idea of having uh, a police or having the police is that you trust them. 
you feel protected, no? Not you fear them. Um, in Colombia, the first they don't that you fear them sometimes, but also they don't um, accomplish with the law. <laughs> so yeah, like it's it's the system that is really bad, and that's why they act um, in a really bad way. Um, it, but like whenever I had problems, let's say um, I had robs at the street or I was robbed at the, at the street, um, I used to go to them and the only thing that they said is like, if you, I don't have proof, they cannot do anything. Like for them, a proof is like a video, but like if you've been robbed in that moment, you the least, the last thing you think about is the video. So, you know, like how can I record my, um, the thief or, you know, <laughs> kind of weird. I said, like, are you serious? Like, at least I was hoping for, I don't know, I was hoping uh, that they say something, okay, I'm go we're going to reinforce uh, the security in the area, we're going to put some police station or something, you know, like, nothing, like, they say, sorry, but this always happens, and um, we th there is nothing we can do, um, just be aware. I, mean, I don't trust the police in Colombia, in the States. They're kind of uh, really rude, as I told you. Um, sometimes, yeah, like they, they kind of be strict, uh, but they're not fair as well. I don't know if they're corrupted, but they are not fair and really strong, even in, more with immigrants. I can tell you that. So, huh. whereas here is just like, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. You try to explain to them and they kind of, uh, uh, they hear you. They try to to, to understand you, um, to be more uh, comprehensive. And that that's why, like, yeah, um, you, you, I, I feel that you can have a really good relationship with them as long as you respect the law. Because, I mean, I can say that if you are breaking the law, they just they have to be fair as well. And they put you offline and you have to comply with that. In terms of the police, uh, how do you view them uh, and, and the way they go about their role in protecting uh, the community here and as well as in Vietnam? Uh, I would say police here in Melbourne is particularly fairly different from the police that we usually have in Vietnam. So to put it in perspective, just because this is from my own experience, so I came from Da Nang, it's the middle part of Vietnam. So the police there is uh, fairly, um, we do have patrol, uh, the city patrolling around. But uh, we also, ha um, and the city also happened to have a lot of like, so because we are a tourist city, quite similar in central Melbourne, the, the patrolling is fairly frequent, like a frequent whenever at night, they patrol quite frequently. And um, a lot of the time, the police actually wear a normal uniform when they patrol back in our country. Uh, to first of all, because police in our country is not very well, like just not very. I guess it's quite similar, but it's just not very well perceived. Most people think the police are corrupt in certain sense, but um, the police. So whenever they go about or about and trying to just uh, like patrol the city, they tend to wear normal uniform and mix in with some policemen that actually wear normal police uniform on a standard. Uh, police vehicle. And here in Melbourne, it's, uh, you, you get fairly obvious who's the police when they patrol in the city around. Um, I guess it's still fairly confident. And to be honest, I'm, I haven't really had much of the opportunity to really like 
had that much of a problem with the police, so thank God. But I I haven't really know how it's the reaction would be, but uh, I do see some time where the police handling deal with like homeless people or with um, whenever they uh, they um, they come in um, to like um, helping with the local community and at least for my my view, I see them as fairly friendly people and trying to just work it out. But I would say there's a slight different way that they interact in terms of the police here and the police back in where our country is. Reporting a crime may be something an individual may be uncomfortable with doing. We ask Akshay on his feelings on reporting a crime both here and in India. I, I'd be pretty happy to call the police here. And um, it's the same, it's, I would say it's the same in India. So like, I'd be happy to call my like, police in, in Kerala. I'd be, I'd be hesitant if I go to other states because I hear like different stories, but I don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, in my state, I'd be, I'd be happy to call the police if something, if a crime happens. But it really depends on, on the person as well. But I think for something that I would call the police, maybe like my neighbors or my parents wouldn't call call the police on, on specific things because they think it's, it's not really a serious thing for the police to get involved in. But I would probably call the police um, because I, I believe like, you know, those things might need police attention to it. As we wind down our discussion on community safety, Rafa infers that international students may be more risk averse here than back in their home countries. I realize that a lot of international students here, um, they really don't want to take risks. Like if there's a slight chance we can go, like there, like there would be like a police involved, we would really not take that chance. You would, yeah, I guess international students view the rules here as really strict. So a lot of students just be like, oh yeah, yeah, let's not do that. Let's not take risks compared to back in their home countries. They would just say, oh, if I'm back in my home country, um, I would easily do this. But um, in Australia, we have to think twice. Like one small thing I can point out probably is back in our home countries, I guess wearing seatbelts in cars aren't really as important. But here we would just be like, okay, yeah, let's use our seatbelts. Like little small things. In evaluating her thoughts regarding moving here from China over two years ago to study, Wendy outlines challenges that she has experienced here during her time that we may not be aware of for international students. I I just I don't want to be too negative about my experience as an international student. Um I have to admit I've certainly enjoyed a lot um in my past um, few years studying in Australia, I've um, I've got some great experiences. Um, However, I just want to highlight feeling, the feeling of being um, isolated or, um, I can't um, find an English word now, to to be sidelined, like not belong in Australia. I, I still have a very prominent feeling about that despite of knowing, um, despite of trying to, um, I guess, assimilate into um, the local community, um, 
especially I think um, during the COVID-19 outbreak, seeing um, the significant difference in terms of the support provided for local citizens and that for um, international students and migrant workers. Um, I think that really um, made me feel um, quite vulnerable in this country as an outsider. Not that I don't understand why it's the case, but then it definitely had made me um, question whether I should keep staying in Australia and whether I'm, I'm welcome here and whether I can really um, establish myself here. Um, and also even before the COVID-19 pandemic, I did find that uh, as international student, we are we are very um, disadvantaged um, in comparison to people who are born and raised here for the lack of social support, for the lack of uh, knowledge about um, the local um, systems, where to seek help and what, what help is available. And also there's challenge with finance and accommodation, a lot of different things which um, myself and my peers had to overcome. Um, and I will really appreciate their just being a, a bit more understanding uh, for international students. And if possible, uh, some support will be very um, great. To close our discussion today, Louisa provides some advice that can be beneficial to both current international students and those who are considering moving here to study. Well, one of one takeaway is like always speak up, like whenever you think or you see that something is not good or um, like somebody's acting uh, um, aggressively or even if it's intolerant, you just have to go directly to the police. If you've been robbed, either if it's uh, at the street or um, just say, oh, this or this person is taking things without permission or taking or stealing from you, you have to go to the police. Uh, you always have to be more um, not that individualistic. Um, you always have to help uh, because you never know. It might be you. <laughs> so this kind of empathy, um, you know, the community will keep all the the, the country and the city uh, in, the, in, the, in the best conditions. Try to go online and try to um, uh, read as much as you can so you'll know, like, no, information is the power. So the more information you have, you, you'll be safer for sure. Terrific to hear from Akshay, Rafa, Louisa, Dang and Wendy. Some very interesting perspectives to take in regarding living in Melbourne and comparing life here to their respective home countries. Thank you for listening to our two-part series on international students in Melbourne. Their presence in the state is highly valued and we certainly hope they feel welcome here and enjoy being part of our community. To keep up to date with all future Crime Stoppers Victoria podcasts, please hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast player. Thank you once again and stay safe.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.